Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And I've been just steeped deeply in the beautiful words of our guest today. And so I just trust that something you hear in this next hour is sure to open you to the beautiful field of possibilities for your own soul's destiny. And you might be wondering what I'm meaning. Well, when you hear the word separation, what do you think or what do you feel For our guest today, this one word triggered a series of questions about death, life, and purpose that eventually cost him everything. This extraordinary story of an earth conqueror turned preservationist who uncovers our true nature, discovers the secrets of nature and all of life, and reveals the creative power of the universe. Are you intrigued yet? I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart, and settle into your essential self as I introduce our guest. Adam Hall is one of the premier real estate impact investors dedicated to the quadruple bottom line of people, planet, profits, and purpose. He is widely recognized as a leading steward and innovator of postmodern business models. He currently oversees land conservation and community building projects in Hawaii, Nevada, and California. The Earthkeeper Alliance has conserved miles of pristine coastland and thousands of acres. His projects build communities that connect people in innovation, collaboration, and wellness with a shared vision and cause. His book, The Earthkeeper, Undeveloping the Future, chronicles his journey from earth conqueror to a conscious capitalist. He's put forth a radically new approach to everyday commerce. The Earthkeeper Alliance's primary purpose is to help heal the earth. I love that, don't you? Heal the earth, while at the same time help all global citizens to reclaim meaning, purpose, and function in their own lives. And I know that just hearing Adam's story is going to inspire you to do the same. Welcome, Adam. Well, hello, hello, everyone, and thank you for having me today, Dr. Julie. It's great great to be here with all of you celebrating another, another amazing day on this beautiful planet of ours. Oh, thank you. I couldn't agree more. It is a beautiful day and um, a great day to be alive. And I am really happy to be here with you, Adam. I, you know, looking at the outside of, of who Adam Hall is and looking at Earthkeeper Alliance and, and all the things you're doing, I think, wow, this is a really cool guy. And then I read your book. And wow, I'm so looking forward to our conversation today. But first, I have a traditional question here, Adam, and I know you're going to appreciate it. So like tradition, I'm going to start there. Adam Hall, what does All Things Connected mean to you? All Things Connected um, is, for me, is an integration and synthesis of 
I what I would describe as an everyday reality that I, I think many of us live in the outward, outward world, but also the integration and synthesis of that with our inward uh, nature, our spirituality, our deeper soul's eth- essence. And, and when we put those two things to, together, all things are connected, and ultimately we're connected to infinity. Thank you for that. I, I love the reflection of looking outward and inward and, and really seeing that interconnection. And and you've had that journey. So I just want to introduce you, the person, to our listeners. Before we even talk about the amazing gift that you are to our planet, You, let's start at the beginning. Here you are, this incredibly successful business person real estate mogul, millionaire, accomplished everything that the American dream um, has us aspire toward. And there you were, your life was in a questionable place that needed to change. Let's start at the beginning, Adam. If you're comfortable talking about that, let's go back to the American dream and, and start there. Would be be happy to, and um, it kind of goes back to kind of where I, where I what I was imprinted with in my my upbringing, and uh, ultimately that imprint was you know go out, conquer the world, make a lot of money, uh, get married, have a family, and do all those traditional things that um, we do so well uh, around around the planet and whatnot, and. Um, so I headed down that path, and um, and when I ultimately found myself at a, at a very much a pinnacle, as you described, that a pinnacle of that American dream, you know, the big house and the cars and the and the, all those accoutrements that come with that, uh, Doctor Julie, I I recognized that there was something dearly missing. I didn't quite know what was missing. I just felt that something dearly was uh, missing in my my life, and the anger and the popping of the tongue, t- tums, and the the shortness, and um, it just wasn't serving me, and it was didn't feel like who I truly was, and it obviously created a lot of anguish in my life, in my family, and of course. It, wasn't always that way. I mean, there were a lot of moments of joy and and a lot of great things happening, but it was incomplete and it was inconsistent. And uh, that moment came when I had to really look in the mirror and ask myself, is this why I'm here and, and do I want to live the rest of my life in this manner? And the answer was very, very clear. No, absolutely not. And that's when the uh, the trajectory of my life changed and turned. Mm. You know, in the book, it starts with that word that I mentioned in the intro, which was really interesting because we just talked about all things connected and that word that kind of niggled in your consciousness and woke you up was separation. Tell us about that. What, what was that? What did that word mean to you? It took you on a journey and that trajectory. 
Well, it, that that word came to me at a, at a party uh, that I was at, in a, a Christmas party at a at a business associate's house, and he had a a palm reader there, and uh, I didn't think very highly of palm readers or new agers or woo woo quote unquote woo woo type of stuff, and but I was prodded into. Uh, going to visit with her, and I and I when I sat down, she looked at me and only said one word, only one word, separation, separation, and it was so indelible. It just hit me like uh, over the head, and uh, I couldn't stop thinking about separation and was that separation from my family, my wife? What what was that really all about? And um, so it began with an inquiry, a simple question. What is, what is this person revealing to me? Why am I so obsessed with this particular word? And so I'm sure many of you have, have heard that voice before or something has kind of, kind of hooked you a bit and it's created tension and maybe an, even an obsession, whether it's a word or a person. And uh, therein lied a very powerful message and exploration. So I went on that journey to explore what that was. And you know, ultimately, it was clearly clear that I was living a life of separation from my totality of my potentiality of all the possibilities in my life. And in doing so, I was sacrificing my health, uh, love, peace, abundance as I know it today. And I was paying a toll for the separation that ultimately became a defining uh, mythology in my life. And, uh, and I began to look at that, uh, Dr. Julie, and decided I wanted to write a new myth and a new story. And hence, that's the way I, I went uh, full full board, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of challenges, a lot of tears, and uh, but ultimately uh, a tremendous joy and, and lots of love, lots of love. Mm, yeah, mustn't forget the love. You know, your book is filled with a lot of love and a lot of light and joy. But the but there was a lot of of of. I don't want to say dark is in the book isn't depressing to read. It's like a thriller. You want to keep turning the pages and, you know, and keep going to the end. And yet I, I'm curious, Adam, from, from my perspective as a psychologist and working with people who are really in this process of awakening and, and this spiritual um, awakening that's happening on the planet, you mentioned that you really weren't into that new age woo woo kind of thing and this palm reader isn't probably something you would have ever sat down and, and just said, Oh, I want to go see a palm reader and, and let it change my life. But what do you think what was the combination in this time in your life that really opened you to this path? Because the path met you and invited you on so dramatically from 
from the pages of the book as you tell the story of, you know, you could have totally written off this palm reader and laughed and, and let that word just go away because in your life, you were focused on great big real estate deals and lots of money and clients and power and that that palm reader and that word separation could have fell on deaf ears and, and been gone before you got to the next drink at the party. What, Easily. What, yeah, Easily. what happened? How did this happen? Easily could have fallen on deaf ears, and fortunately it did not. And never again have I ever ignored such a powerful signpost. Uh, and, you know, as we, as I embarked upon the path, it, it, things became about reference points and coordinates. Where am I going? And what is being said here? And it could be as obvious as a palm reader, or it could be as uh, simple as being present with nature and connecting deeply with animals or plants or... Uh, the elements and and all those things, as well as other mystics and teachers, became very powerful um, points of observation and reflective points. Um, I also happened to be very blessed um, with uh, a deep love in my life. I have a goddess in my life who is very much a part of this the story of the Earth Keeper and the journey I shared and. And, um, but really what happened was the, uh, what you referred to kind of in the beginning of your, uh, sharing here on the question that in particular was that darkness, um, I recognize I needed to face that. Some say it's karmic energy. Many say it's the dark night of the soul. Uh, one thing I do say, would, however you reference your challenges in your shadow and your darkness, is that it is part of all of our journey. And it was very much part of my journey, because ultimately to engage in a deep healing process, not intellectually, but energetically, on a deep cellular basis, because those karmic wounds uh, are that deep shadow work is operates on on that level, and it, it I recognized like a like somebody like somebody digging up digging up their backyard looking for the treasure. You got to kind of dig into that deeper earth to to find the treasure that is embedded within that darkness. And I found that to be very much the case, and it continues to be the case. It's a life journey. It's not a moment journey, but it's a life journey. And Dr. Julie, I, I firmly sense that we must walk through the valley of the shadow of death to the resurrection like we just celebrated uh, on Sunday uh, an Easter Sunday, and uh, so I found it to be very engaging to go to those places, mm-hmm. difficult, and brought me to my knees in tears, and humbled me to no end, and um, and it's a very powerful process, but one that I, that I 
needed to do and I committed myself to do and I've been blessed and by being surrounded by what I would say are angels or helpers and showing up, just showing up. And that's that's a, a bit of a bit of the journey through through that darkness and ultimately to embracing it versus rejecting it or fighting with it. Yeah. You know, Adam, thank you for that. And and I'm just I'm just in awe at the storytelling of the journey that you did. And I and I just want to say this because I think it's important for our listeners and it will help to understand where we're going with this conversation of of this complete transformation that happened in your life. So you go from and it, and I don't know pre-book, but it doesn't feel like you're a very spiritual man. It felt like you were really focused in ego and that American dream and very successful. So it didn't seem like there was a lot of of this innate, beautiful earthkeeper wisdom that was moving through, even though we all know it's there and it was probably under the surface. But layer by layer, you followed. You followed the clues. You followed the breadcrumbs. And experience after experience, this wasn't an overnight epiphany that moved you into, um, you know, the bright, sunshiny rainbows and pot of gold. You did do the work and went through this journey. So these layers are peeled back and these connections are being made. And when we're talking about all things connected, it felt like you were remembering pieces of yourself and, and really making those connections one after the other, after the other that, that brought you to where you're at today. So help us understand what that is like. We've talked about the darkness and following that thread, but this period in your life, how long did it last on this dark night of the soul and this continued journey? The journey continues uh, very yeah. much so, as you know. As you know and uh, But really good question, Dr. Julie, because I, I think it is... It, it is important that we we work through the various layers, and you know, for for me at least, I found it to be uh, exciting. I, as difficult as it is, and as painful as it's been, it's also equally exciting. Like there's a new wonder, something you you walk around the corner, and it's ah. Wow, look at that. You know, connecting with people and other adventurers on the path. Amazing, amazing people in the world. And, uh, and I, I decided that all that I needed to do was to show up. It wasn't a matter of having to do this or that. I just needed to show up. And when I showed up openly and honestly... And transparently with myself, the feedback that came from the universe and others uh, and earth was palpable. And it moved me to know in to want to continue the exploration. And the journey of the shadow, for me at least, it, it, it rolls a bit like a wave. And uh, I would roll into the deeper 
shadows in, in the deeper valleys, in the deeper places and corners, the nooks and crannies, ultimately guided by light and, and love and to, you know, roll upwards and to have a greater view of of, of the life that I was meant to live and what I'm really dreaming into being, so to speak, the new story, the new mythology that each of us can put forward, and uh, but also to know that, and to know that you know part of our work is to work through shadows and nicks and crannies, and I can only say from from my particular perspective. Uh, it's 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 vast it's it's vast like the universe and it's expansive and endless like the universe and along the way there is the the journey through those difficult moments and sometimes those moments come through another person that can bring you great gifts and ostensibly you know the antithesis of my journey was my ex-wife that i speak of uh, and share within the in the story, but through her gift to me, as difficult and uh, as pain in the ass as she has been in my life, so to speak, she's been the greatest gift, not just for the children that we share together, but for the message that she brought into my life. So there's a lot of ways to engage these types of energies. The best thing to do is to show up for it. Sometimes we engage it, but at least you're present. But to run away and hide and ignore is not really the answer that is going to serve your soul's greater evolution. And I found that out the hard way. So I just share that with everybody to hopefully support everybody in their own uplifting and their own journey. And hopefully that's helpful to answer some of the things that you're exploring here with me. Yeah, thank you, Adam, because, you know, after our break, we'll go into um, the epiphany and the earth keeper that you are. And so just really setting this up to understand, reading your book, you start from the place of that asshole person and you write from that perspective and we see the addiction and the running away and the hiding and the not being honest with yourself we see the transformation in your book which is brilliant so I just really want to compliment you on that and thank you for that vulnerability of what you share with the readers because we see that real journey and transformation happening in there and so on that on that note, when you're talking about it's not easy, one of the things in just a few minutes before break here that I think is important is um, you shared a faith and a spiritual companion comes to you. This voice is there and all of a sudden you just know that no matter how dark it gets, no matter how scary it gets, no matter how crazy it gets, there's this sense of peace inside of you that you discover and that you can go there and that you there's a knowing everything's going everything's going to be okay so here's this highly successful guy on the verge of losing everything but this comforting voice inside brings you this peace will you explain that in just 3 minutes or less i know that's not a lot of time but 
Oh, sure. No problem. We can, we can do it in three minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. And thank you for bringing that up because it's, it's really, it was really crucial for me. And I mean, for those of you who have not read my book, which most of you probably haven't, it's, it began really with tuning in to my heart tuning into the rhythm of my my presence, just sitting in stillness, meditation, and listening deeply. My mom always said, well, Adam, you're just not listening. You're not that good a listener. <laughs> and, well, I begin to listen. I begin to listen to everything deeply. And one day when I was sitting on the beach... I was in that place, and a very angelic voice came to me uh, and said that I'm here with you, and I've always been here with you, and you're safe. I want to guide you should you listen on your journey, help reveal parts of your life that were lost and other parts of your life that are impacting you so deeply. And that voice was ultimately given a name, named Lila, which in Sanskrit is the play of life. And she's a Kuan Yin of sorts. She's an angelic figure in my life. She's very in touch with her. And I encourage everybody to tune in because I believe has a Lila in their life and in their journey to help guide them. Beautiful. That's a good place for us all to just breathe that in and and know that 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 is possible. And and we're going to take a break. I'm Julie Kroll. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show. When we come back, more with Adam Hall and The Earth Keeper. Ooh, such good stuff. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. lost a cat and have you ever wanted to get your cat back after you lost it hi there i'm andrew hoffman i went on this website called inventnow.org then i decided to make an invention of my own it's called the lost cat magnet invention so you can get your cat back after you lost it just turn it on and lost cats stick to it that's a good cat if your cat was hiding up in a tree, it won't be up a tree anymore. It will be stuck to the lost cat magnet. And sometimes they fly toward you in the air. Just listen to one satisfied cat. <coughs> See, that's proof. You should go to the inventnow.org website too. But just remember one thing. Don't do a lost cat magnet. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. Come to the forest. It's a place not so far away. A place where you don't have to mow the lawn. Or babysit. 
I saw lizards and squirrels and ducks. Ladybugs, caterpillars. It's really cool, actually. A place where you don't have to make time for free time. Lots and lots of kinds of species here. Out here, you may even meet the mysterious creature known as the other you. The enchanted you. It's magic what flowers do. The adventurous you. My favorite tree. Yes. That one. The free to be me you. <laughs> Ask your parents to take you to this not so far away place. Come to the forest where the other you lives. But first, stop by discovertheforest.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Do you get tired of styling your hair every day? And do you want a good hairstyle every day? Hi, I'm Sarah Schuster. I went on a website called inventnow.org. And after that, I decided to invent something too. Something called the Insta-Do. Just imagine, you just put it over your head like a helmet does, and you pick your hairstyle with the buttons on the side, then you can have instant hairstyle in seconds. People like it. People like Jeff Bart. I like it. And people like Kenneth. It's a summer thing, and it fits over your head, and it's great. Thank you, for Kenneth. You should go to inventnow.org, and it could help you come up with your own invention. After all, look at me on the radio now. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you are inspired by our conversation today and want to share it with others or maybe just listen to it again and again, please visit our website, thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as our upcoming guests. And also stay connected all week on the Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. We love your feedback. And Adam and I would love to hear your comments and, and questions about today's show. So, Give us a message there. And you can find Adam Hall, author of The Earth Keeper, at earthkeeperalliance.com. He's going to talk about that real shortly here. So, Adam, thank you. We've, we've done this little introduction, and I want to bring our listeners from this place of successful real estate businessman to the Earth Keeper and what that really means. And, and on this, this journey that that you share in the book and the journey that you're unfolding life and, and all of this emerging beautiful wisdom that's coming. You have so many lessons and I just want to tell our listeners they're universal lessons and this universal spiritual journey that, that we're all on. There's so many brilliant pieces there and this trajectory that takes us off on this, this new awareness and insights and this deep, deep connection with earth and all of nature. So, Let's talk about the Earth Keeper and Earth Keeper Alliance and how this occurs to you. You're the successful businessman and you began following this journey, which really you let go of everything in your life. And then this new unfolds and emerges. Let's talk about that. How do we get from point A to point B? Because I do think it's a universal journey, but yours is real specific to this this calling that you have. 
Well, I, I being in, uh, I was been in the real estate b- business, uh, Julie, for well thirty years now, and I'll never forget when I was a um, a neophyte in the business when I was just getting started, and I went to a big, you know, big fancy convention, and they had a key, you know, keynote speaker of uh, the you know number one guru in the real estate business, and. And he was talking about the the industry, and he told the story. I'll never forget. He told the story when when you're the lion or the gazelle, whether you're the lion or the gazelle, when you wake up in the morning, you better run like hell. In other words, eat or be eaten. And um, you know, it's obviously um, a paradigm that business operates within, and much of our structures around the globe, uh, economic structures and other structures are really orientated that way. And um, so I ran hard and I ran fast and I'm sure as hell wasn't going to be the one that was going to be eaten and lived by that conquer mentality. And uh, ultimately, I went to the Amazon jungle. I went into the jungle uh, back in 2005 when I began the quest uh, along this path in earnest after reading um, both Eastern and Western modalities, uh, studied uh, a bit of religion, but that wasn't that was a non-starter right out of the box. And uh, but ultimately was settling into uh, indigenous traditions. What are the traditions of our uh, of the ancient Americas as well as other traditions around the globe? And uh, so I went to the jungle. And when I went got to the jungle, Doctor Julie, I, I I I realized very quickly. Well, wait a second. That's not how it works in the jungle. It's not who gets eaten or eats. Because what I recognize is everything works harmonically. Mm. Uh, whatever part of the food chain that you're on, it's all working together as one larger ecosystem. Even the fallen dead tree had moss growing on it and the termites were living in it. And everything was just thriving and alive. Although maybe the dead tree seemed ostensibly dead. But it was very alive because it was part of the whole. And I recognized well, wait a second, that's really more of, an, more of a truth, a greater truth of which to operate and live by in my life. So through various trainings and through primarily shamanic trainings uh, and other indigenous, traditional indigenous trainings, uh, I landed upon the work of an earth keeper. Other keepers, there's star keepers, there's wisdom keepers, there's day keepers. But but in the indigenous traditions, um, an earth keeper is one who is tends to takes it upon themselves to tend to the sacredness of all things on earth, from a grain of sand all the way to a brother and sister. Not just living ecosystems or animals and and plants and uh, other types of uh, biological diversity, but people uh, and planet. So uh, hence, I fell into that space of, of blossom in my own being into t- 
tending to the well-being of this great planet and all things that inhabit it. So a little bit of background on how I got to the earth-keeping part of the journey. Mm. So what does that mean in present-day tense? You have created the Earth Keepers Alliance or Earth Keeper Alliance because that's earthkeeralliance.com. I just want to remind our listeners. And I love the the subtitle of your book is Undeveloping the Future and you're literally taking a land and undeveloping it, being a steward of it. Tell us what that is. How did you come up with the idea, the concept for Earthkeeper Alliance, and what do you do? A little background on Earthkeeper Alliance, and uh, that tagline, undeveloping the future, is, is essential to my journey. And it's essential to what I believe are the creation of how we're building new economic models and new community and new systems. And I'll talk about that in one second. But before I do, let me just share with all of you that um, the concept uh, of undevelopment uh, that ultimately became not a concept anymore, but a living way of my life, grew out of um, my, my work with The Course in Miracles. I'm a steep practitioner of the Course for many, many years, every day, uh, as a touchstone. And ultimately, the greater wisdom amongst many things in the Course, uh, for those of you that may not be familiar with it, is that it's, it, it, it's a teaching that is about um, unlearning those things that are interfering with your ultimate the, the ultimate expressions of your essence it's not about it's not how to to get love so to speak it's how to remove all the obstacles that are the barriers between yourself and unconditional love or deeper true love and that can apply to all all kinds of things so the idea of undevelopment has been very much part of my both psychological and psycho-spiritual process. And um, whereas most of the teachings that we have and most of the systems that we have are really not designed that way. They're more of of the traditional teachings of how we kind of get from A to B to C and what we need to do to get from A to B to C. And this is more about how we, um, kind of a more intense word is dismantle or dissolve. Like an alchemist, an alchemist in their laboratory, as we, if we were the alchemist in our own laboratory, how are we turning the old lead into gold? And uh, what I found is that the undevelopment part was key. And as I undeveloped that sense of identity, that sense of, that, of egoic structure uh, of the wounded child... As I heal that and undevelop that and allow that to become a greater, um, uh, let's say, fuel or greater energy to serve me to further my expression of my soul's truest calling, I begin to realize that the 
future of my destiny was unfolding, and whereas before I was living a life of fate and what was kind of pulling me and pulling me kind of downward and first being uplifted in an ascension. And that's what led to taking the work that I was doing in real estate because I ultimately came to an intersection that said, Julie, well, I'm not, what do I do? Just junk my 40 years of my life? I mean, I'm 55 now, but that question was asked several years ago. And, and the answer was, no, you don't need to junk your life. <laughs> you're you're mm-hmm. regenerating your life. You're revitalizing your life. You're recreating your life. You're reanimating your life. And you're moving forward with, like, what Wilbur, Ken Wilbur often has spoken about, is personal plus. You're moving forward in, with this greater new dynamic. And so I, I ultimately realized, well, wait a second, that's what undevelopment was meaning to me. And I could apply that to my real estate career, that I could really honor my work around earth and through conservation work. I could honor my work around um, what I wanted to do in the real estate business and to develop new ways of thinking and approaching uh, real estate projects through less development, less entitlement, but making what remains even more special, even more valuable through that process. And so it's a new model. It's been incrementally coming forward. Um, It's really a deep practice of what is known as the quadruple bottom line. And in impact investing, and that quadruple bottom line is people, planet, profits with purpose. They're not mutually exclusive. We can put those things together so long as we're being true to our own deeper soul's essence and our own deeper integrity. And having fun with it, I might add. It's about having some <laughs> fun, too. <laughs> yes, we get way too well, serious know, out there. I know I did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You, you know, I just want to pause here for a moment, Adam, because you said some really important things that I think are just worth really soaking in for a minute and, and letting us all feel it. Because the inspiration um, of really who you be today is not that you, when you let go of everything, you died to everything and you literally let go of everything that you had, lost everything, we could say it like that. But what you're saying also is that the gifts and the talents and the essence of who you were, you didn't have to trash the whole thing. You could bring it back with this new, evolved, ascended purpose. And the real estate just created this whole new trajectory of meaning and purpose that it that it evolved itself you didn't have to go and say well i have to re-career now you allowed spirit and your deep connection to earth to recreate something even grander and more amazing than you had before i'm so glad you're we're kind of re-emphasizing that because i think if you think if you think about it wow that's a pretty scary thing if we're saying, oh, I've got to 
surrender my my entire life and my entire being. Well, in one sense, we do surrender our entire life. In one sense, we do surrender yes. our identities and our entire sense of ourselves. But in the process, we gain the truer essence, the truer self, and that we can bring forth from a, the place of our truer selves the gifts that we have have gathered and and the skills that we've created in for ourselves and we can bring those reconstitute that in with deeper purpose and, and deeper intentionality and i might add and what you are finding and i would well imagine dr julie is a deeper sense of connectivity to a greater collaboration with others in greater yeah. community and i was very separate from all that, and I'm slowly but surely finding my way back to that ultimate truth. And so the surrender isn't just surrender, and the, and the Course speaks so beautifully to this. The Course in Miracles speaks so beautifully to that idea of, you know, what is it over there? It's that unknown. And it's not the unknown that we fear. It's the idea the fear itself that is scary to us because ultimately we don't know what the unknown is so we can't yeah. be afraid of that but we're only afraid of the the fear and i would say to those of you that are exploring that growth edge and out there um that the diamonds and the treasures of my personal journey were found in the unknown and breaking through the fear of what that unknown potentially could mean. And it's very potent and very powerful, but it's a lot a lot of fun and a lot of great people to share that with on the path. Mm. Oh, thank you for saying that. Um, I just I just see that when you let go of what your small mind thought you should be, you you just found the your high purpose your higher purpose just found you so what a beautiful testament to all of these practices that we're talking about from course of miracles to the shamanic and and the alchemy that we're talking about you really have stepped into your higher self well i i i believe for everyone that that possibility is readily available and a matter of fact quite quite instantaneously if you really choose it's like yeah. you can wait lifetimes or you can step right into that now and um that may i don't want to oversimplify the process because it 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 is a process at least it it has been for me and it's an ongoing process um but it's such a great practice to to be sharing that and to doing that and to, to step up to what that greater calling is as as you have shared and it's unfolding every day every day something is unfolding more powerful connecting with uh, great earth keepers like you dr julie and many many others and so it's uh it's really uh it's really uh, move has really moved me to no to no end and and the, the the cool thing about it for me is really been the idea that 
the tools begin to work very they're readily available and the universe begins to synchronize and so the synchronization of my life is really what is bringing a great harmony and deep deep peace to my life and uh, all the other stuff that was making uh, things more challenging whether it was all the all the business complications or the family comp- complications or the you know overly regimented schedules just trying to survive in the world so to speak was to shift that away from the survival really to the the greater thriving and and, and expiration ex, ex, ex kind of expression i should say of my soul's calling my soul's essence mm, good word so adam so when I um, just reflect on this conversation and this book, I just want to kind of ground this for our listeners again, because someone might out there may, may be saying, well, I'm not uh, the epitome of the American dream, or I, you know, my pains aren't that big, or I could never do that. But I just want to really hear, I want, I want the listeners to hear that this book of your journey becomes like a treasure map for anyone of how to just naturally, quietly, organically begin to see the synchronicities of the universe, see the guidance, the step-by-step guidance, see the times when you feel like you're not connected to spirit and then boom, again, there's your guidance. There it is. So, I just want to say that the Earthkeeper, the book Earthkeeper by Adam Hall is a beautiful roadmap, treasure map of discovering our soul and discovering how to be in communion with the universe and in communion and co-creation with nature and all of life. So thank you for giving that to us. I just want to really really commend you for that it's it's a beautiful journey so my question to you adam now just in saying all of that because you've you've really um given us a lot to think about today but what is our call for humanity now let's take this back out to the bigger picture there's a lot going on there's a lot of um different stories that are being created on our planet right now. I'm going to say it like that because some are caught up in stories that are are real scary (laughs) and dark right now. And others are in a utopia and a heaven on earth kind of story right now. But there's a lot going on on the planet. What is our call as a humanity? Where are we going? And what would maybe be some beautiful advice that you could share with our listeners in the last five minutes of our show? Well, first of all, thank you for all those kind words, and and I'm so happy that you're bringing up what you just brought up, because there is a great call that has come to Earth, and uh, it's... It's there is so many stories that are going on and that are playing out, and if it was a theater, we would be saying, well, there's some not-so-good theater, and there's some horrific theater, and then there's some comedic theater, and there's some drama theater. We are really living truly in a very exciting period of time. 
and uh, that excitement is also a very does it, it also poses tremendous challenges to our our greater humanity, and uh, you know some of the those challenges that we see are uh, on an outward on the outward view on the outward lens of life as we look around. You know, it's the old stuff, the old warring and the anger and the old story of the system of very, very few controlling much of the rest. And we very much have come to a, a place, an intersection of which humanity is going to be making some, some major choices. Do we, what roads do we continue down? Because it is about creating a map, and it's not, it's not about journeying back the same route of which just drives us over the cliff, but it's really about where are we going. And one of the analogies that I like to use these days, uh, Dr. Julie, is if we think about climate change, for example, and we, whether you believe in it or not, that's not the point. Uh, the, the point is that each of us uh, as human beings and collectively as in the totality of our humanity, we have within ourselves uh, a deep climate change. Mm. And it's a change within our own energy. It's a change within our own psychology. Some of us are attuning to it consciously and working with it. Others are wondering what the heck is going on. I'm feeling something. I don't know what it is. It's shifting me. It's making me worry. It's make, all kinds of things are happening. But that, that internal co- climate change is what I want to specifically speak to in this last minute or two because that is where the game is at. The outer stuff is just the outer stuff, and it's going to do what it's going to do. Mm. And we think of our lives, where are we safest? Well, there's really no, it's not a matter of there's a safe place out there. There's really only safe people. And we want to be very safe and centered in our own sensibility, in our own consciousness, and our own place of how we can serve the planet at this time, because in some way or another, we're all here to serve our greater humanity, not just our own lives. Certainly, we're here to serve our soul's greater expression, and that's the work. But we're also here to invoke that work, to bring that to a greater humanity as a whole. And we do that through our own service. We save ourselves. We don't save others. We can save ourselves. And in that process, we awaken others into their process. And and what I'm finding with great, great hope, and I've never been more optimistic than I am right in this moment as I share with you, that our connectivity is what will ultimately build new systems, new ways of engaging with one another um, that will invoke all the kinds of things that we've always spoken about. Where is the yeah. compassion, the, the loving kindness, the collaboration, the co-creativity in action? It's happening. It's really happening, and it's unfolding because of 
being in your place of center and connecting with a greater whole. And that's what gives me so much hope for humanity. All this other stuff and all this other noise, it's only what happens when the old structures begin to fall. And they creak and they crack and they shoot and they kill and they are angry and they do all of that. We've operated within that. Let's not operate there anymore. I think that's really what I'm saying here today. What a blessing. What a blessing. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been so enlightening to have you here and delightful. Thank you so much. Mm, My pleasure. Great to be here with everybody and blessings to everyone. Oh, thank you. And we'll be right back here next week again. Until then, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.